Welcome to the South Canadian Valley Church of Christ podcast. Please enjoy the following study. All right, folks. Amen. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Well, I have a study here prepared and uh, I've entitled it, I Will Not Be Afraid. Amen. There's a lot of things happening that kind of shakes a lot of people. And um, we want to talk a little bit about that. want to talk a little bit about uh, what it means to not only be fearful, but how can we cope? How can we face our fears? How can we overcome them? And truthfully, we don't know when these strange and stressful times may end. We were talking about this the other day with the elders and deacons, and this may go on two weeks, three weeks, four more weeks. We just don't know. And um, there's a certain fear there, you know. Uh, but not all fear is irrational. Uh, fear can be very healthy. It can lead us to do good things. It can cause us to be moved in a particular direction. Let me give you an example, a personal example of that. Uh, when Mary was born, I know she's probably heard this a thousand times in my sermon illustrations, but soon after she was born, uh, she became very ill as a baby. Uh, she had fever, and man, I was walking on clouds. I was thrilled. Um, I tell you, it was... Um, it was an exciting moment, but that doctor ushered me into his room. And let me tell you something. He put fear in my heart. They didn't know what was making our baby sick. Later on, they figured out it was strep B. But that fear drove me to humble myself. It drove me to reach even more so for God. It drove me into deep, deep prayer. So um, not all fear is bad, but certain fear unchecked and unbalanced can cause all kinds of problems. And, uh, and I'm afraid there's a lot of people that's being driven by uncertainty and worry and angst filled with anxiety. And, uh, and I think Psalms chapter 3, turn with me there. Psalms chapter 3, I think, addresses these things. And I want to first read the chapter to you. And then I'm just going to make some comments very briefly about that, okay? Psalms chapter 3, and we're going to just start reading in verse 1. Psalms chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. This is David. Now, if you have a caption in your Bible, you'll see that this is a psalm of David when he fled from Absalom, his son. If you remember the story there, the quick story is, the quick summary is there, is that his son decided that he was going to dethrone his dad and be the real king. And, um, and so David was under the gun. He was on, on the run, and he was filled with fear and doubt just like we are. And notice what he says here in verse 1. Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, 
There is no help for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. I lay down and slept. I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. Amen. We have a big amen on that. What a powerful, powerful chapter this is. And I just want to just bring to you very briefly here four ways to overcome fear and doubt and anxiety. Number one, obviously, prayer. This is what David is doing. He is addressing God, going to God with these doubts, with these problems. So go to the place that he has established for us to speak to him, right? Go to God in prayer. Address your fears to God. Sometimes we try to hold all that in. What good does that do? No, God wants it, wants our hearts. He wants our doubts. He wants us to spill the beans, so to speak. Don't hold them in, but pour out your heart and give over your worry and give over your anxiety. Isn't that what Paul said in Ephesians? I mean, Philippians, there he talks about praying. Be anxious for nothing. How does that happen? But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Amen. And the peace of God, he says, will, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So the first step, I think, is going to God in prayer. Number two, notice in verse three of Psalms chapter three. Notice in verse three of Psalms chapter three. Psalms chapter three, David just got through saying, Lord, look at the number of people who are troubling me. Lord, just look how many they are. And to make matters worse, they're saying that you, God, will give me no help. But you know what David said? David said in verse 3, but, I love that, don't you? But, underline that, but, David says, but, even with all of that, God, you, O Lord, are a shield for me. Amen? You are a shield for me. You know, when you look up that Hebrew word, you, you'll see that it says it's a small shield. But I wonder, sometimes I, I wonder if that's exactly the idea that he wants to plant right now, a small shield, or is it a large shield? You know, it, actually, this word comes from a Hebrew word that means to surround. It means to cover. And it's the exact same phrase that he told uh, uh, told to uh, Abraham when he was establishing his covenant. In Genesis chapter 15, verse 1, he said this, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram 
in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Amen. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. And so that idea of that shield surrounded by God, covered by God's protection. Today we are led by the captain of our salvation and his name is Jesus Christ, amen. And this idea David is saying here that you are my shield, but I'm following you, oh God. And we must follow Jesus. You see, he is the general leading the charge. And that goes in different areas, in different circumstances. David says that he leads us as a shepherd through green pastures and through the valley of the shadow of death. You see, David is not saying that he's shielding us from danger, but that we will get through them. We will get through our fears, through danger, through these anxieties, through these problems. But if I turn and run the other way, guess what? I'm exposing myself to more problems, to more difficulties, to more stress, to more anxiety. And David is saying, I'm following God. I'm following because I know, oh Lord, he has his shield around me. Following can be a scary thing because sometimes we just don't know where he's leading us. And that makes us a little bit nervous. And yet he is asking us to trust him. You see, the protection that he's offering that David is referring to here and, and dealing with his fears is that it only works if we follow if we follow God, if we follow the general, if we follow the captain of salvation through the good and the bad, we must be obedient, trusting him completely in his lead. So the second step is to follow, follow Jesus. Live in obedience to him. Follow him because he will lead us through all of our insecurities and through all of our fears. Amen. So what else does David say? So we have prayer. We have the fact that God is our shield, that we must follow him and him alone. The third thing that I think can help us overcome fear is found in the second part in verse 3. David first said, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me. Isn't that something? Not to me or in me, but for me. And then he says, my glory, O Lord, you are my glory and the one who lifts up my head. Don't you find that interesting? Like I did. David says, you, God, are my glory and the one who lifts up my head, not that I lift my head up, but God, you lift my head up. Now, that's a distinction that we need to make. You, David says, are my glory. You know, <clears throat> David lost a lot of things, and he had a lot of good things. He had a lot of talent. He had a family. 
And we too can have talent. We can have family. We can have the best children in the world. We can have wealth. We can have friends. We can have power. We can exercise and we can have great health. But what David is saying there is by establishing the fact that God is his glory and the one who lifts up his head. He's saying that my identity is not in these finite things, but it is in you and you alone. My significance, David says, and the security is in your glory. It is in the fact that you lift up my head. What is a sign of lifting up somebody's head? You know, I have a... <clears throat> I have a scar on the bottom of my chin, a birthmark. It's red. And sometimes my grandchildren ask me, well, what is that? I said, well, whenever I was a baby, God reached down with his finger and he said, I love you. Now, that's my explanation of that. But that's lifting up. God is doing that. And you know what that's a sign of? It's a sign of love. It's a sign of being blessed. It's a sign of approval. And that brings us confidence. That brings us hope. That leads to joy. Amen. So the third thing is turn to God wholly and completely. God will sustain you. And then lastly, I ask myself this in Psalms chapter 3. How does God how does David know that he has God's blessings? How does he know that? Well, he knows that in verse 4. Notice what he says in verse 4. He says, "I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill." Now, what is he referenced to? He says, I cried out to God, but he heard me from his holy. You know where David is pointing? Well, you can't see my finger there, but there it is. David is pointing to the temple. He is pointing to where God was. He is pointing to the fact that in those sacrifices, it's just like what we find back in Genesis chapter 15. Abram had the same question. In verse 8, he says, Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? How shall I know? Abram want to know. And then God just, uh, tells Abram, he says, now set up, get all these animals together. We're going to have a sacrifice. And you know what happened? Notice what happens there in verse 17 of Genesis 15. And it came to pass... When the sun went down and it was dark, then behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between these people. A burning torch passed between these pieces. On the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram. You see, in the same way, I think maybe, possibly, David remembers these events that occurred. Maybe he remembered the fact that this was God's glory that was passing by. God's power, God's covenant that he made with Abram. 
those are ways in which David knew. It's how we can find confidence and assurance of our blessings that's found in Jesus Christ. How does he hear and bless us today? Well, all we need to do is go back to Hebrews chapter Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. And it says this in verse 1. God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days, get this, spoken to us by His Son whom He has appointed heir of all things through whom also He made the worlds who being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person upholding all things by the word of His power when He had by Himself purged our sins set down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. That's how we can know that we've been blessed. That's how we can know that we have assurance. That's how we can know that we've been forgiven. That's how we can know that we've been accepted and blessed. And his name is Jesus Christ. So let's think of the four things that I mentioned. And ways in which we can overcome fear. Pray. Follow Jesus. Turn to God wholly and completely. Allow him to sustain you in every situation. And then lastly and not least. You can find assurance in Jesus Christ. Turn to him. Turn all your words. Turn all your doubts. Turn everything on him. God, through his son, promises us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. So David responded with this in verse 5. Back to Psalms chapter 3 as we close. In verse 3, he says, I lay down and slept, I woke, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid. Amen. Underline that. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. We too can find that power in Jesus Christ. That we too can say we will not be afraid of people, afraid of events, afraid of any disease, afraid of anything, as long as we are in God. Amen. And that's our uh, study for this uh, virtual meeting. I appreciate everyone's kind uh, attention there and and uh, and being present. We love you. I think I can speak on the behalf of the elders that we love you. And if there's anything we can do for you at this time, uh, any problems, any fears, any anxieties, anything, you need to give us a call. Let us help you. Let us pray with you. Maybe it's just over the phone. Maybe it's just through texting. Maybe it's just through the Internet. Maybe it's just through email. You need help. And so do we.
and we need each other and we need Jesus Christ to overcome our fears. Amen. And so I'm going to say a final prayer and then we'll all be dismissed. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we are so, so very thankful that we have been able to all come together in, in a way that's truly remarkable. And we pray, Father, that you will bless all of us. Bless those who are uh, present here. Bless those who are fighting this terrible coronavirus. Uh, be with them and help them. Return them to health. Let us be a sign of not people who are given over to fears, but who are giving themselves over to Jesus and who are standing firm and strong and confident and assured. Let us be a helping hand in this time in which there is a real need that needs to be addressed. Lord Jesus, we ask uh, that you will be with all of our members. Uh, bless them and help them. Maybe that there's someone sick that we don't know of. We just ask a special blessing and prayer for them. Father, it's in your holy, righteous name we pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. For further information about our church, please go to normanchurch.com normanchurch.com normanchurch.com